Welcome back to the Daily Dollar Podcast. This is episode 25. Dang. Happy Friday, everyone. We got as many episodes as I have years in my life. That's a fib. <laughs> um, but I won't out you Whatever. completely. I'm your host, Kate McCready, and I'm here with 25-year-old Art 25-year-old Art Morrison III. Um, and we're discussing what makes a good deal. Yeah. So what makes a good deal? To you. I am the deal guy, huh? Yeah. The number runner. Oh, man. A yeah. good deal is when you get a house. <laughs> That's it. Anytime you end up with some real estate on your belt, it's a good deal. Yeah. Um, because of everything we've talked about on several episodes, it's a tangible asset. It appreciates in value. It can provide cash flow if done correctly. Um, it provides a roof over your head. Worst case, right? Worst case scenario. Worst case, it can shelter you from rain. So mm-hmm. let's look at the let's look at all the ways that real estate can be lucrative. The answer, the real answer to what makes a good deal is if it checks even one of these boxes, mm-hmm. it's a good deal. Now, don't get me wrong. There's levels to good deal. There's great deal. There's home run deals. But what makes a good deal is any deal that checks one of these boxes. So, box number one would certainly be equity. Okay. That's when you get the property cheap. So if a property is worth 400 and you bought it for 200, mm-hmm. you just walked into $200,000. Congrats. Yes. And you can access that by refinancing the property or pulling out a home equity line of credit or a HELOC, as they call it. Um, so equity is like, that's a good deal. Just like an iPhone, just like a pair of sneakers. Buy low, it's a good deal. Buy low knowing that you can sell high, even if you don't sell, just knowing you have something that's worth more than you paid for, always a good deal. It's like getting a discount at Macy's, always a good deal. Number two, uh, appreciation, which is kind of attached to equity. It's when the property goes up in value um, over time. So equity is built in just by turning the clock. Um, the way that I'll give a scenario that separates this from equity, the house is worth 300, you bought it for 300, but because of what they're doing in that area and what you know and your studies in that area, what the township is telling you, what the news is saying or developments that you see are happening, you project that it's going to be worth four, five, 600 later. So right. it's closely tied to location. Certainly location. Um, yeah, I would say almost all location. Like, mm-hmm. you know, popularity of the area, but not even so much location. I mean, listen, the government has this thing called opportunity zones where they give tax breaks to people who invest in that area. So when the government deems a place opportunity zone, all the investors and developers come running to literally develop that area. And that goes along with location because if you find yeah. an opportunity zone, you know that that's a good location. You yep. know that they're intentionally going after a certain spot to build it up and yes yeah. um, so, that could even that could be crazy the appreciation could shoot up crazy i mean it has in, in certain yeah. areas i know people who have taken advantage of it it like really sets their family up for life yeah just like that like they invested somewhere or they inherited a house yeah from grandma who bought her house at 200 it is worth 600 but she passed it down to you for zero dollars right that's at over a half a million dollars right there you have access to yeah um, just think about all the hot spots in the in the country right now um that are more recently popping off. If you had got into that market earlier, yeah, then you'd, you'd be set for life. Absolutely. So that's a, a good way to. Set for life is extreme, depending on your life, I guess. Well, yeah. 
But anyway, so so equity is number one, appreciation is number two. Number three is cash flow. And this is the one that people accidentally often put at number one. Um, you know, like, does, is it gonna make me money? You have to understand that the reason why I have to set number three is if I buy a rental property right now, there's two units. Um, I'll get back to appreciation in a second. If there's two units and two tenants are paying the mortgage and I'm not making any cash flow, none, meaning the mortgage is two grand and each tenant is paying a thousand each. Mm -hmm. So I'm breaking even. Even on a break even, I win because of A, appreciation, and B, as they pay the mortgage down, remember a mortgage is a loan, it's not rent. So as they pay it down, I get all of that appreciation. I mean, equity. all that equity, excuse me, for, for someone else paying it down. Right. Okay, so cash flow is number three because that is a good deal I just described to you, but I don't get any cash flow. Yeah. Cash flow is number three though, um, and not, you know, number five or 10 because it is very nice to get what we call mailbox money every first of the month. You know, again, I got two tenants, my mortgage is two grand, but each tenant is paying 1500. Mm -hmm. That's $1,000 profit that I can literally irresponsibly spend. I can throw it in the club. I can flush it down the toilet for YouTube videos. I can buy a Mercedes Benz. I can do whatever I want with that $1,000, put it in savings, whatever, because it's legit raw cash flow, right? Because remember that thousand or 2000 is going into the house. It's going into your investment. So you already did the responsible thing. The tenants, just by paying your mortgage, you did the responsible thing, which allows you to be irresponsible with that cash flow, which is why you see all the gurus and everyone saying, buy a Bentley with your cash flow and get more doors and all that. So cash flow is definitely number three, pretty high on the list. How many, how many um, numbers do we have? I'm not sure. I'm kind of making this up as I go. We said equity, appreciation, cash flow. Number four, taxes. Ooh. Yep, tax advantages. Taxes are tax advantages. Um, this is a cool one because every area is different, um, but certainly there's a lot of tax write-offs and depreciation and things that you can do that I'm not an accountant. So you guys are aware, neither is Kate. So Definitely talk to your accountant about all the different ways that you can use home ownership and owning a house or two or 10 like us um, that you can use to um, you know, defer taxes, uh, just mitigate taxes in many different ways. So definitely- So um, is this what makes a good deal or what makes a deal good? No, what, what makes a good deal? So okay. for example, I'll give the tax example, good question. Yeah. If I flip a house right now and I make $100,000, I'm gonna get hit with what's called capital gains on that tax. Unless I do a 1031 tax exchange where I buy a like kind you know, property and I invest that 100,000 into that property and I buy a property that's similar to the one that I sold. I move that money over. There's a lot of rules. I have to identify the property before this one sells and I have six months to do it and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I moved that money over. Now I am not taxed on that hundred grand. The taxes are deferred to a much later date. So I'm giving you that example because if I just flipped the house, am I gonna be picky on that next house that I buy? No, any house that um, is like mine, I'm gonna just go ahead and buy because it allowed me to avoid and save money on taxes. So in that scenario, it was a good deal. Right, so it's such a loaded question. What makes a good deal? It, it all depends on the scenario that you're in. Now, 
A perfect deal would be one that covers all four of these. It's gonna make me cash flow every month. I, it's gonna appreciate. I'm walking into equity. And, you know, it's allowing me to avoid taxes or, you know, the taxes are low in that city or, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, so these are the big four for me, like that I look at when I'm evaluating deals. Is there anything else? I mean, no, I always say the only good deal is a win-win. What do you mean? So when you're, I guess, negotiating with somebody to make a good deal. Oh, you're going on that end. Like, no, no, I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's just the kind of person I am. I'm more of a relationships type of person. You're more of like a hard numbers type person. I think that's why we level out a little bit, but that's the, that's the first thing that I think when I think what makes a, a good deal. Oh, okay. So if it's a good deal for the seller and the buyer, then yeah. it's a good deal. If, if everybody's walking away happy, it's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah, that too. You can put that win-win. I mean, I mean that doesn't have to go with the, <laughs> with the numbers, but that's... Uh... I mean, yo, I want you to add it because it could... It, it could also apply to a partnership. Yeah. If you're partnering with somebody and it's like, I mean, we split up deals like this, where I'm partnering with you on a deal, you get the cash flow, I get the equity. Right. Or you get 50% of the cash flow and 60% yeah. of the equity or whatever, depending on what you bring to the table. There's so much room in real estate for you to have not only a win-win, but a win-win-win-win-win-win-win. Yeah, I mean, even on our deals, right, you get the commission for selling it, you know, yeah. I get the profits, um, you know, our, our partner gets the the, pro the proceeds from the construction costs. Mm -hmm. um, like, there's so many people that eat, so... Investors get their returns. Yeah, investors yeah. get their returns. So, so, so if I'm, if you're asking me what makes a good deal, and I have let's say 20 investors to satisfy, and I have some money that I need to, need to move, mm -hmm. and you know it's, it's, it's dry out here, so you need another deal, you need another listing, and I find a house where the numbers aren't necessarily a home run for me as an investor, but my whole team wins, yeah. and it keeps the company moving, and we can get content from it and whatever. Yeah. Then that's that's a good deal. Yeah. You know, so that's why the win-win thing is, is important because it's not always going to be a home run in regards to equity appreciation, cash flow, or tax advantages. That goes back to the first thing that you said is what makes a good deal is getting a house. Yeah, I mean, always yeah. buying a house is always a, it's a good deal. Yeah, like I don't, it's a good deal. I don't know how to otherwise explain it. It's the only thing that you can buy, pay it down to zero, refinance it, make your money, and repeat forever kids can do it like you always it's a tangible asset the thing is because of rent it's like rent makes the real estate market dope because of the concept of rent you know that you're always like we're, we're conditioned as a society to pay monthly for a roof over our head mm -hmm. hotel airbnb regular monthly rent or mortgage we think that we're going to be paying for a roof over, over our head forever which may or may not be true. I mean, mortgages are 30 years, damn near forever to me. In the, in the, <laughs> you know what I mean? In the, uh, in the, in the realm of like, you know, uh, what space are we in here? Instant gratification yeah. is the world I'm looking for, right? So 30 years is basically forever. So if we're gonna be paying forever, we might as well set ourselves up for a nice fat check every five to ten years yeah. by refinancing, using a home equity line of credit, making repairs, building equity in the property, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's what makes a good deal. That's what makes a good deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as you can get your hands on a property, man, pass it down to, to family, or just keep it, sell it right before you die, and cash out, I don't know, like whatever you wanna do, um, real estate is definitely a means to that. Mm -hmm. Did I miss anything? 
I don't think so. Alright, cool. What is that? Episode 25? Episode 25. That means it's a freaking Friday. Let's go. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Enjoy Friday. your weekend. It's actually Friday the 25th. I'm kidding, it's not. I just wanted to... <laughs> I wanted uh, some common ground there. Like the Mamba Mentality episode. Yeah, there's, episode 24. there's literally no. There's no correlation here. It's just Friday. Enjoy, guys. I'm about to enjoy my weekend. Um, make sure you visit unitedhomesleep.com. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe this podcast. It is on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you find your podcasts. You can also find us at unitedhomerelief.com. Did you say that already? I did say that. You cut me off, but I let it slide. Unitedhomerelief.com. Real Estate Roadmap is our online course. We can learn more of the benefits of real estate like we talked about on this episode. So make sure you go. It's really cheap. It's accessible. And it's taught in a way that anyone can do it. And if you have anything you want us to talk about, go follow us at United Home Relief on Instagram. Shoot us a DM. We are... DMs uh, are open. DMs are open. We, we answer them. I answer them. Bro, you be giving too much information. I answer them sometimes. Too much information. No such thing. That's what this podcast is You might for. be fibbing. By the time they listen to this, it might be somebody you might have hired somebody else to answer. Anyways, happy Friday, guys. Enjoy your weekend. I'm Kate McCready. Our most in the third here. Another day, another dollar. Catch you guys on Monday. Peace. Peace.